0: Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host Katherine Ingram. The following was excerpted from a Zoom session of Dharma Dialogues which was broadcast from Australia on July 19th, 2020. It's called We are humbled. I invite you to join any of the upcoming Zoom sessions held on the first and third weekends each month at two different times per weekend to accommodate you wherever you are in the world. I wanted to read something by uh, Jeff Foster. He uses the word God in this piece. I usually translate translate that to the mystery, but you can translate it any way you want. I have found my true religion. I studied the world's great religions. I devoured the long dense tomes of philosophers. I did what the gods and gurus said I should do. I was a good boy, yet I found no comfort, no home. Only secondhand thoughts from secondhand people and a brief respite from a terrible nostalgia. In the name of spirituality, I fell into denial. I denied anger and called it peace. I denied shame and called it power. I denied sexuality and called it purity. I denied my humanity and called it awareness. I denied desire itself and proclaimed myself enlightened. Now I find my home in simplicity. I have been humbled. I know nothing. I see a cloud and hot tears stream down my face. Or the face of an old friend. It shocks me with its perfection. Or a lamppost on my evening walk, bowing to me with its perfect incandescent light. All things pull me back to God. I cannot prevent it. I use human language, but I am not quite human. I am a sparrow at dawn. My song is my home. My body is my temple. My altar is loss and the strange relief of grieving. I find solace in the utter lack of solace. I find rest in my own restless desire for life. My love, may I sit beside you now. Will you share with me what's on your heart? I am as lost as you are. Will you give me your tears, your shudders, and your trembling? Shall I hold you until it stops, and if it never stops, shall I hold you, will you hold me too? Shall we look after each other as the end draws near? Yes, shall we look after each other? I have found my true religion, simple, human, kindness. I think in this time in which we find ourselves, we we are humbled. We're humbled because we may have thought we were immune to certain types of fear and certain types of depression and anxiety and scary pictures of the future. And now we, even if, even if that's not our daily fare, and for some of us it, it may be, but we also certainly know lots of people who are experiencing that around the world. There's, there's a lot of, of, of suffering, let's face it. And we're living in a time of extraordinary uncertainty. And it's humbling. Right, where it's a lot of loss. We, I spoke about it last night on the Zoom session, that we have just expected a certain range of motion. right? We could just decide to take a trip and go somewhere interesting and fun and something to look forward to. And now we can't take trips. Some of us can't even leave the country in which we find ourselves. And even if you can, in the case of the USA, you're not, you're not welcome, actually, in many countries now. I think there's only 14 that will take um, an American <laughs> arrival. Um, it's pretty different. It's pretty humbling. And there's something beautiful about that. I love his line about the altar of of loss and and the relief of grief. It strips us down to a smaller range of life. And yet we think about some of the people whose works we really adored, like Emily Dickinson or (laughs) Socrates or Shakespeare or Ramana Maharshi, people who didn't range around in a huge space. They lived in a small area and yet they lived in a very huge space within themselves. And that's now what is left to us to live in a big space. Last night Noah spoke very beautifully About, he's in India, and he was saying how being there the last five months, he feels almost as though his cells have more space around them. I loved that image. He's just living in larger space in himself. And I think that that is, if we let it, that is the possibility for us in this time. A kind of deep a deep space we're not we're not able to be in the usual mental frenzy like being in a washing machine in our heads we're not able we don't have that list on our plates now the only kind of washing machine effects we might have are about future and about worry and about foreboding but if we really look at what our day-to-day life is now you're probably discovering it's a lot more simple. It's a lot more simple and human, as Jeff Foster says. And let's add in kindness as well, because I think too that this time has also tenderized us. It has, in the best of cases anyway, tenderized our hearts. I find myself, I said last night, thinking about so many old friends and dear, dear wonderful people who've been in my life, you know, for decades and who I haven't perhaps been able to keep in touch with. And also when I had a life on the road, I, I was barely, you know, holding onto my hat. Um, and, you know, I'd moved from one place or go from one community that I'd just been spending a few months having Dharma dialogues with, and then on to to the next. And it would be very hard to keep up with all those beautiful people from the place I just left. And that's also been true with how many times I've actually moved and now moved country. Um, That it's been a kind of swirl of experience and friendships and you know, deep connections and then hard to maintain them. Well, I'm really appreciating being more local and maintaining maintaining the current relationships in my local place, but also it's allowed me to have more of a reach out to old friends and people who have who have, I've walked side by side in, in other times. And I've also been reflecting, as I said last night, on a lot of people who've passed away and who were such huge influences in my life. So in other words, yes, this time is humbling and it's clarifying what the priorities are. And what the deep, the deep currents of our beings really are so that we don't end up kind of, you know, at the last moments or the last day thinking, wait a minute, I I had so many other things to reflect on other than this, this list of illusions of busyness and things that seemed important at the time, but
1: didn't turn out to be. Hello, Catherine.
2: What you said in your opening really spurred something that's been on my mind. You
3: talked about our lack of being able to travel and do the things that we want to do. And Something that I'm working with is friends who do still do things that they, I kind of think they aren't supposed to, <laughs> take flights to visit people and go on group trips that we were going to go on together, and they still go and stay in condos and drive together and spend close time. And so a couple of issues come up with that, one is you know being left out, which I think a lot of People I've talked to relate to in different ways during this time, you know, losing some connections. You've talked about keeping more connections in a way, but in, in some ways we lose some connections. So I feel like that. I'm kind of out of the little gang a little bit, even though I still see people and we still ride our bikes together and just in smaller groups and kind of different ways. But I try to keep in contact with each of them to keep that friendship. But so there's a that little bit of loss and feeling like I'm, I'm getting out of the group. And then there's the, they shouldn't be doing that, which, you know, I know to focus on what I can control, not what I can't control. Mm -hmm. And, but it does bother me. And I, I, before I see them, I always gear myself up not to make sure I don't say anything or, or judge them or whatever, because that's going to, my goal is at the end of this to have them as the dear friends that they are and not to. Mm -hmm say something that's gonna turn off our friendship. So I guess if you could speak to that, just the changing in our, changing dynamics in our relationships and, uh, and when people aren't doing what we think they should be doing
0: and some of those issues. Well, one thing I will say is that time is on your side in terms of people realizing that your way is the more wise path um, unfortunately, the lesson that's going to get delivered and seems to be hard to believe how slowly people are realizing it in, in, in the. US, of course because of the misinformation that has been perpetrated on on the populace but even, Apart from the misinformation, there's plenty of information that is showing that this is uh, extraordinarily dangerous behavior to just act as though this pandemic is over when it's barely begun. So at some point, there's going to be so much evidence about that, that it will be undeniable. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of death, I predict, um, and a lot of illness and this disease, it in many cases, it's turning out that it gets hold of you and it doesn't really let go. It it attacks your organs. Here in Australia, our, our science teams are basically saying that it leaves long-term disability in a lot of cases. So they they've been very clear with us here. Um, even so, people are going around as though. So you know it's all completely open now and hardly anyone wears masks in my rural area my beach area so i would encourage you to take continue on the path you're on you know just find quiet in those conversations and let your own example be your message um you don't have to really convince anybody of course, there's an there is an incredible impulse to speak up because you sense they're in danger. Right? You you sense that this this belief system that is poo-pooing this is actually could lead to their demise, honestly. So of course, there's a feeling of I just need to tell them, I need to warn them. I love that you're saying you would like to still have all those people in your life as friends, you know, as with whatever turns out. And it's a challenge. It's again, back to the humbling. It's a challenge when you feel that you know something based on really good evidence. And yet you have to hold your tongue, even in a case where there's danger. That is really hard. And yet, one has to be humble in it and just say, okay, I can only do so much. I can live my life and be an example and occasionally perhaps say something just in terms of a generic comment about the situation. But beyond that, we all know, we can see the reaction that's coming from people who think they know and that their rights are being impinged and that their, uh, their information they think is just as good or better than ours. So you're just up against a wall and time, as I say, is going to deliver the message. So we're dealing with all forms of loss and sadness and it's just the time we're in now i spoke a lot last night about how important it is to to not expect a different life than the one you have than the one you're living and that's where we get in trouble. That's where it where we get tormented is that the story of this shouldn't be like this. right? This shouldn't this shouldn't have happened. This shouldn't be like this. This should change quickly, right? We should get a vaccine and get out and get this, get back to you know business and consumption and flying about. and that's this that's the story in a lot of people's heads, and it's tormenting. Because that isn't happening. So here we are in our situation as it is. And we're dealing with loss. And we're dealing with change of circumstances in all kinds of ways. And we can't really make plans, um, much other than things that are extremely local. Can't make a plan to go on a trip or anything. And also, that is how it is. And here we are, and there's still beauty. There's still the joys of your life, the simple joys, the things that light your heart. That's all still here. And the love that you share, a gentle um, immersion in, in a more local reality, Back to the basics, back to the priorities, and it's safer for longevity.
1: Thank
0: you, Kat. Yeah.
1: I just heard you mention the tyranny of choice,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it um, connected to something that I was already remembering, which was a Snatch of conversation that we once had that was the issue was um, whether there was free will or not. What I remember saying to you was, It seems to me that you can always choose to notice your thoughts or not. Mm -hmm. That seems to me a very basic thing. And I heard you mention uh, the tyranny of choice. And what I would include. In that tyranny of choice, is the choice to what you think, uh, what you want to think. It, uh, I mean, I notice it myself. Um, I think I said it in the last uh, one of these that was uh, that I attended and, and spoke in. That there's this. It's it's like uh, almost like an octopus. The internet's become like an octopus to suck you into knowledge about what's going on, all of the awful things that are going on, all of the statistics and all of that. And what passed through my head was, I mean, I'm not pretending to be able to come up with the right answer. You know, I think the choice is still there. We can, I can, you can. Um, We can choose uh, what we think about. It's uh, recognizing that most of our thoughts are, you know, arbitrary delusions that um, infect us almost. You know, they're they're just like the bacteria that we live with. And we're unaware of most of them uh, at, at the time, but nevertheless, they're still circulating and and the uh, the process of becoming clear is about noticing those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what's going on for me quite a lot uh, at the moment is that I've got this huge space by myself. I can see that I have this choice to go into statistics and what Eric Byrne would call, ain't it awful, all of that. And yet at the same time, there's all the normal little bits of living, like cooking a meal, having a rest, and doing creative things, which I do. And I know I'm really fortunate to, to have that, and it's, you know, it hasn't changed my life in that respect. But just that, the tyranny... Yeah, the tyranny of choice applies to thoughts. It seems.
0: To yes, me as well. yes, 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 it I does. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I speak a lot about mind management and about moving the attention. Mm. Um, so, of course, some thoughts, many thoughts arise on their own. They just arise. Yeah. So you didn't invite them, but but you can. Move your attention off of them. You can just move the attention around, and I think that I think that the whole path that I sort of bang on about <laughs> a lot has to do with how are you using your attention, and whatever mm-hmm. you're doing with your attention is conditioning the very moment you're in. It's conditioning mm-hmm. your experience
1: at that moment. So you can make a heaven of hell and a hell of heaven in any moment. Mm-hmm. Hello. Well,
2: hi. Hey. <laughs> it's nice to be here with you. Are, you. are you in the Portland area? I am, and and feeling all all of the uh, mm, all of the um, challenges here. You know, today I think there's a lot of political stuff going on here, and as you probably have heard, and yeah. uh-huh. uh. I think sometimes when you're in a city where something that's going on, you just kind of pick up on the collective uh, wave of it, you know, like it or not. And uh, I've been taking news hiatuses for, you know, a couple of days here and there. And I, I just came off one. I was just up on the mountains for a couple of days. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, looked at the news today and it was just like, ugh, yeah, so...
0: Yeah. Of uh, course, course, when something's happening in the city in which you are
2: residing. Yeah. 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 In the airwaves. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've had kind of an interesting day just trying to um, move, you know, just do the things I need to do. And and, uh, there's always so many gratitudes, of course. and, And at the same time, I just was finding myself throughout the day, just getting, just kind of, kind of depressed, or just feeling funky. You know, just feeling low energy, and uh, mm-hmm. I finally mm-hmm. just went and laid down. And <laughs> you know, it's like your early, early, early teachings, like from way back, it, uh, so taught me like you know, if if you're, uh, it's okay to 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 like um, surrender to that sometimes. It's okay you know? To lie down, <laughs> to relax. <laughs> take a nap yeah, exactly yeah yeah I didn't have to push through and get this done and that done and you know it was just kind of a relief just a surrender and it's like okay I feel I feel funky and maybe a little depressed at the moment and so it is you know so yeah. but yeah uh, and
0: yeah. certain times in certain situations that is the normal response right yeah If if you're feeling you're in a a situation in the city in fact which is <clears throat> under so much stress and pressure as is portland right now um then yeah of course there's a a, a natural empathic response mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it does have sadness woven in so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but again For- to what we've been speaking about here what
2: is not really necessary is rage about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have that arising in me particularly. So. Good. But, um, so, just I just writing. The,
0: hmm? I resonate with this meme that's going around, silence is violence. I just uh-huh. don't, I don't agree. I mean, I understand what their meaning is, but <clears throat> I just don't agree.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, that's, that's encouraging to hear because, uh, yeah, you do get influenced by things or whatever i get influenced sometimes by seeing yes. like wow should i be doing something else you know <laughs> so uh but you know thankfully the many years of my various cultivations and with your your, your perspective as a strong foundation of that you know i learned to um uh, value the the quiet and the peace
1: and the stillness, you know. I'm just struck by how um,
4: how very foreign and how very familiar this circumstance, right at this moment, is. You know, the mm-hmm. Satsang because mm-hmm. there's so much of it's so it's so funny. How how little my life has changed because of the quarantine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't like anybody anyway. I don't go out anywhere and <laughs> talk to people. I just I just I sit at home anyway. Well,
0: so, you do have a, you do have a wife and two dogs.
4: I I talk to them occasionally. Yeah. Well, the, yes. the dogs don't care. They come. And they're gonna they're gonna get their attention. They're gonna come in anyway. Okay. Um, but. I, I mean, obviously, I've noticed, you know, there's still, e- even with all the, there is a certain calming down. Obviously, there's things you can't go do. There's a lot of recreational things we can't go do. Fine, we're, we're here at home. But this sort of, I don't know, ma- mania to get things done. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. One thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's really, it's great to take this little vacation.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Even in the
4: in our you know very pared down circumstances, to let all that stuff go.
0: Yes, it is. It really is. It's a vacation from the uh, uh, the productions of self and of the me project, as I call it all, all the time. Right. Um, you know, it's a it's a a little break, and maybe it's a long break. And maybe it even induces a completely different habit, you know. Because a lot, of, a lot of the uh, running about is this, is this attempt to aggrandize a sense of self. It's like we, we sort of, you know, all of our adding on, whether it's a new car or new anything or or a new trip, it's all about you know, not all about, some of it is just genuine enjoyment, but some of it is about this sense of the enhancements of experience and stuff and the latest, greatest. and, And when that is all off the table as even a possibility, there's another type of stripping down that is happening, another kind of humbling where you're not having to prove much. You don't have to really prove anything. And and you're seeing that a lot of people who were very big in proving things are also stripped down. <laughs> I saw a little clip of Oprah interviewing... Um, John Lewis who just died. Oh, yeah. I just saw a little tiny clip of it on the news. And she's just in her house, <laughs> you know, on a Zoom session, it looks like. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, her life has really changed. That's <laughs> the whole everybody's kind of hanging around the house. <sighs> is that it?
4: The only other thing is is the great reminder. That that you're giving me that that you give, you know, and, and that this 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 the sangha gives is a you know, I, like Jen was saying, I just I get so angry, I I feel so much anger come up about you know the, the, the political machinations and and people's just denial and 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 I, and I know ultimately that just hurts me, you know, because. You're the one feeling the anger. No one else is gonna, you know. And you can spit it out and try to make them feel. Well, then, then congratulations, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then you're then you're left with recriminations in your mind about how poorly that went.
4: <laughs> yes, and how how useless it was, and how 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 further away from what you wanted you just pushed yourself. Totally. Yeah. So I, I I'm very grateful for the time to time the reminders that will come at, odd times just pop into your head or like like here at this moment or it's like you know it's possible to just be a vessel a, a sort of a, a light for yeah. calm and non and, and non judgment and just continuing on i mean the world is in a swirl yeah. but it's always been in a swirl <laughs> right so yeah. deep gravitational pull will Attract whatever it attracts now or at any other time.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love that. Yes. Yeah, your offering can be that of calm and of letting be. And of course, again, living by example, you'll be doing things that are safe when you go out. You'll be wearing your mask, as I know you do, and being careful about even where you go. So a little bit live and let live, except that. A lot of those of the let live are going to be in trouble, unfortunately, and for, and, and 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 those lessons they're going to they're going to be hard one for them. So, and it's not to say that we're necessarily free of the risk either, but at least we'll lessen our risk. Right. And I know how frustrating it is when you're in a culture that is increasing the risk for everyone. That's very frustrating and it does induce, you know, anger and irritation. But again, you know, what to do? You're right. Your own anger is just the poison that you ingest
4: right. in
0: the hope of getting rid of poison.
4: And, and, and if, if nothing else, I mean, this practice, as you, if you will, of letting it, letting it drop, just letting mm-hmm. it, oh boy, letting it drop and dro- it's great practice because who who knows what's going to happen but there's there's a great you know there's a great possibility that that it could only intensify and you know to practice now to get good at it now
0: absolutely absolutely i think that's wise
4: like putting (laughs) putting your nuts in the tree for now like the squirrel yes storing away
0: Well, it's, it's back to the whole managing of your attention. And that's that's going to serve you in all difficult circumstances that you you keep getting used to moving your attention as soon as you're in a thought form whereby continuing to think along these lines just hurts you. There's no good that comes of it. It's useless. It's pointless. And even though you might be right, it's painful. And so you start learning to just... Move the attention off of that and into present awareness or gratitude or focus on some little thing you're doing or go make a cup of tea and watch yourself making it and feel your senses. And Sometimes it's, and I don't mean this in any morbid way, but sometimes it's a good little mini practice to say, what if this was my last day? Just, new, just as another little interruption of a certain type of thought form.
1: What if this was my last day? Right? As you were talking, I'm thinking, you know, that I, I'm somebody who, you know, there was...
2: I've accomplished A, B, C, and D, and, you know, so I had this plan and just started, okay, I'm going to paint for two hours, then practice a piano two hours, then I'm going to take a walk, then I'm going to read, well, needless to say, this isn't happening, and, my, and I've stopped, I've actually stopped lying about it, I think people would actually say, it, and I think, this is such a relief, Yes. and yes. actually, they don't give a damn, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, <laughs> Yeah. No, so one's we think no one's watching. What do people
0: value about us? Actually, what is it? I know. It's the vibe. That's all they va- value about us. Yeah, right. But, yeah. I mean, the people who would value you for your great art, Right. Um, are they really the people that you would feel the most comfortable with?
2: Yeah,
0: right. But yeah. even just the fact that. Because you're that basically being this like. You've got to keep doing great art, or you did some great art at some point, and 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 now it was this thing that they valued you that you had done. But um, what 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 do we really love about people when we tell the truth? You know, yeah. when we tell the truth, it's really about the vibe. It's really about how you feel in their company about how relaxed are you? I like to, I often use the phrase, I like to not have to censor my thoughts, you know? Yeah. Um, and with some people, I find myself censoring my thoughts because there's something about the vibe that is making it unsafe for me to actually speak fully because either they're not going to hear it or they're going to get agitated. And, and so, you know, who needs that? And And also to be around people who perhaps are very, very accomplished, and they're leading with that accomplishment. Like you feel this sort of, this sort of ego uh, curtain around them.
2: Yeah.
0: And even though that might be exciting in some measure because of their fame or their accomplishment, it's not pleasant, really, to be yeah. in the company of it, as you know, of course. Just do whatever makes you happy. (laughs) (laughs) This has been In the Deep. We invite you to join us for any of the online Zoom sessions, which occur four times a month over two weekends. You can see the schedule page at katherineingram.com for details. And if you feel moved to offer support for the podcast, please consider either a one-time or a recurring donation, which is tax-deductible in the USA. The donation button is on the top menu of every page of our website. You can also leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Till next time.